this house, there's some holes in 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 this house. Seven days a week, that word is pussy color. My pull-up game week, ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking with that ass. You know, you know they're saying that. What happened to the eleven eleven boys? Where are they? Where are the eleven eleven boys? What happened to them last week? Well, don't worry about it. Okay, we were doing very sexy things that most of you won't even be able to comprehend. You know, your mind capacity just goes but so far when it comes to the sexy. So we've decided to shield you from it and not let you know what happened. I mean, it was the sexiest episode, you know? Um, so we didn't put it out because it, it was just that sexy and it was going to blow people's minds, you know? But we're here now. The 1111 boys are back, ladies and gents, for all of you. Um, Bello, I hear that there are some hoes in this house. Is this the case? Let me know, please. Uh, what is going on? How are you? Uh, there are a couple less hoes than last week. Did we not drop last week? Did I have to fucking sit here and endure no, Colin dropped. and Professor? We, we, I was going to say, what the we fuck? Dro we dropped it on, on live, but it didn't record on StreamYard because we didn't have the space for it to record on StreamYard. But we are fully recording right now. Striz is here, by the way. So... We can't waste it, right? If 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 it's if it's prof, anybody else, you know, we can we can we can uh you know let that slide. But if Striz is here, it's pure audio gold, and it needs to go up all the time without a doubt. No no uh, uh, flaws, no you know no hiccups. So let's make it count, bells. What is going on, buddy? How you doing? Welcome back to your show, the Eleven Eleven Boys. Here we go. What's up, man? Not too much, man. Yeah, not not a whole lot going on with me personally. Although, um, I've I've had some, uh, shall we say, home improvement issues recently. I've, I've I've been I've been having like the biggest fucking pain in the ass. This is how my home improvement things go: is that like the tiniest little things turn into a multi-week session of pain in the assery, right? So, hmm. got a shower curtain rod that has needed replacing for a while. It's, you know, the one that I had up there is, is it's holding on, but every so often it's slipping. It just needed to get to go get a replacement. Yeah. It, too, is not sticking up there. Get a instead of now I'm like, all right, fucking I'm not getting a third shower curtain rod because I'm going to have the same stupid problem I've had with the first two. Right. So I got to I got to think outside the box here. So I do. I go on the Amazon, my first Amazon purchase in like eight years. More on that in a second. And uh, and I get these little brackets that are supposed to like kind of catch the curtain rod. That way, if it does kind of de-stick from the wall a little bit, boop, drops into this little bracket. No harm, no foul. I don't have like the nine-year-old who lives with me on shower strike because she's worried that the fucking curtain rod is going to be falling on her while she tries to shower. So I order these things. Oh, Amazon, be here in two days. It's not here in two days. Wait, you know, wait a couple more days. Uh, oh, all right, check the tracking. Oh, it's it was delivered two days ago, except it wasn't. I checked my mailbox. I checked my door. I checked around neighbors' houses. Nothing. Damn. Go back to Home Depot. Buy a fucking another curtain rod. That too 
is not sticking to my wall and oh my even, like it won't even like lock straight so i can't even like actually get it to even extend straight so even if i did somehow even get these brackets that i ordered it's not all it, this one's also not going to work so now i got to go back to home depot finally found one today after many attempts to uh to to get this thing to hold up on its own and it does and the fucking amazon bracket showed up today <laughs> damn so, bro yeah it's just too ridiculous um yeah that's just like the simplest little thing you think you got enough left in you after all of that to introduce the man and if you don't have enough you better find it go ahead buddy i'm digging deep i did waste a lot of hot air on that story thank you for bearing with me and that brings me (laughs) ladies and gentlemen to our main event of the evening he comes to us from the island of road by way of the land of the sun devil by way of the denver airport he stands at six feet 6.6 6.6 inches tall, weighing in at an unbelievably svelte 666 pounds, all biceps, unlike whatever Billy Ray was just flashing. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he is the master of the massive memories, the connoisseur of colossal kajungas, and the hunker of you. Shooters, right? Yeah, it's still Triple H. He's sexy. Yeah, yeah, even Triple H this week. He's Stranglery. <laughs> Strangler. Steve. Damn it. Damn it. Boom. Oh. <laughs> holy moly. That was A the plus. best one ever. A plus. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In the history of all of this. Go ahead, Striz. I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you very much, uh, guys, for the beautiful intro. intro. Oh, Billy Ray is here, and T-H to the E-A-N to the D-R-E-W-P-E-L-L-O is in the motherfucking house. Yeah, I'm getting that down pretty good, I must say. You know, I have a story to tell you, Bello. What's that? Last week, no bullshit. In one of our extra bathrooms, the shower curtain rod fell down. I could fix that for you. <laughs> <laughs> it might take a few weeks, but it I'll really get it. It truly did. Like uh, the the one in the master uh, bedroom that the shower was um, clogged, and I was trying to unclog it. And my wife used the other shower, and halfway through the shower, you hear like "boom!" And I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, what happened? She was like, oh, the fucking shower curtain rod. All I did was slide the thing shut and it just came crashing down. The thing is sat there untouched for a year, the year and a half that we've been back in this place. Oh, wow. It goes crashing down, like, and it was all effed up. I'm like, all right, well, we'll go buy another one. So it just sat, like, <laughs> like in the tub for, like, you know, four days on because yep. I didn't go and get one. And then I was like, man, I don't want to spend money on something so stupid like a shower curtain rod. So I was looking at it and, like, Okay, I got it back up there, and it fell again. Yeah, <laughs> like all right, let, let, let me try one more time. So she starts, my wife starts untwisting it, and then finally we got it back up. So it's staying there for now, and we hardly ever use that shower. So, and we never ever ever have like guests here, so it's gonna stay just like that until for some reason the the other shower gets clogged up again or something, and you have to use it. So it's just weird that we both had shower curtain drama. So close. I think it, I think it's telling us something, man. Guess who didn't have shower curtain drama? This guy right here. 
mainly because I don't take showers, but that's besides the point. All right. It definitely take, drops down a large percentage if you don't bathe. Right. It's not going to be an issue for you. Actually, I want to get to a point, you know, and we're going to talk about CM Punk and Seth Rollins in just a little bit. Okay. Oh, shower curtain rods are taking precedent right now. I'm sorry. You know what, you really hold on, about. Marks. We got real shit to talk about. You want to talk <laughs> about needle movers, and I mean real needle movers, right? Talking about the shower curtain rods is probably going to move the needle a little bit more than see. I mean, I am a little bit underwhelmed, okay, with, with CM Punk's supposed needle movery, okay, because I really haven't seen much of it. In AEW or the WWE, okay? I, I, I just haven't seen it. Maybe back in the day, maybe. I saw some cats on the internet today. They got a pretty good, pretty good podcast. I forget the name of it. I may reach out to them at some point. Oh, um, I thought you meant literal cats. Sorry. I saw, I saw some cats with, with, I do, I mean, literal cats that are talking professional wrestling. On I the thought internet. you meant felines as well. It is insanity. It is insanity. Maybe I should have specified when I met cats, some guys, you know, <laughs> and they're talking professional wrestling. I'm going to send you guys a clip after the show. And and they're pretty good. They're pretty entertaining. They, they, they can run a show. It, it's an entertaining show. They, they're all charismatic guys. Um, Talking about that this is the, a new boom period in professional wrestling, and I agree with that. But then they said, not only is it a boom period is in, in professional wrestling, but, but, they said that um, we can compare the wrestlers from today to Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. They said that old heads from the 90s can't come to terms with the new boom period. And I'm like, these guys must be 15 or something. Um, and, and, and they don't quite understand. And, 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 and I even go back, you know, the Attitude Era was one thing in Stone Cold. And we've never seen ratings like that for professional wrestling. But go back to Hulk Hogan, boy. You know, I mean, uh, this is not a golden era. This is this is a little bit like cr climbing out of 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 the depths of the John Cena PG era, right? We're we're trying to climb out of that and and peek our head out. And still, even in the John Cena PG era, they probably got higher ratings than what's going on now, and there probably was wider interest in the the sport or the entertainment, whatever you call it. Right now, it is a boom period. I do agree. But it's a, do, a, a, um, a boom period within professional wrestling fans. It doesn't necessarily extend outside of our bubble. You know, um, I was going to say something about shower curtains, but it got overshadowed by freaking my, my <laughs> of CM Punk and all. Anyway. So CM Punk is the shower curtain of today's wrestling, where you think it's up there and it just comes crashing down. <laughs> and it comes and it that hurts was fantastic that was, very good. that was very good um but but yeah like you know um i don't think and and correct me if i'm wrong anybody listening you know and 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 you guys uh, i i don't think cm punk or seth rollins or cody rhodes as much as i love the great white hope and the true world uh wrestling entertainment heavyweight champion of the world undisputed the, the real head of the table Cody Rhodes, I don't think, uh, Roman Reigns, or, or anyone, name them, comes comes close to what went down in the late 90s professional wrestling. 
I don't think it comes close to anything during the Hulk Hogan era. And, and I don't think you can even compare it to, to the Bret Hart era. And uh, Bret Hart and, and Shawn Michaels, even though they weren't exactly the biggest needle movers, I think it was um, more impactful, uh, you know, th that it spawned uh, this uh, new era, right? The, uh, somebody like Bret Hart that all of these professional wrestlers look up to, including CM Punk, right? He's like, oh, I love Bret Hart, you know? Um this era is good, and I'm glad, and I'm ha as a wrestling fan, I'm happy about it. You know what, what's going on, but there's nobody reaching to the to the common fan to suck them in. There's nobody like saying, "Hey, come watch this." Nobody commands that type that type of attention, right? It's not certainly not Roman Reigns, right? They're, 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 as much as they they have tried with him, they've rehabilitated him to a point where he is palatable to the normal wrestling fan. But outside of that. I don't know if it's a thing. CM Punk has dabbled in mainstream success, but it's a dabble. You know, maybe on, on the Chris Jericho level and maybe a little bit lower or maybe comparable, but just on different sides of, of, of the arena here. You know, they, they dabble. They're not, they're not, you know, it's not Hulk Hogan. It's not Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's not The Rock. Um, who else do we have? Dean Ambrose falls way short of any of that, right? John Moxley is not even in the conversation. You know, um, who else is over? Kenny Omega is not in the conversation. I, I love Kenny Omega, kind of, actually. You know, I, I loved New Japan Kenny Omega quite a bit. Um, this guy, I don't know. And he's not in the conversation, right? There's there's just a few, and, and you can see him. Punk has catapulted himself back into that conversation. Uh Roman Reigns, maybe Cody, maybe you could start talking about him in the conversation about people that are that have the potential to reach over, but they don't quite make it. They fall short. And those are the top three of the era right now. They, they, they fall short. And it's not their fault. Well, maybe it is their fault, but a lot of things have changed. All right, we're going to go to Bells. I, I want your thoughts on this, and then we're going to talk about Seth Rollins and, and, um, and CM Punk potentially headlining WrestleMania. And you heard it here first, by the way. You heard it here on WLR that that was going to happen. Striz said it. I said it. Bell said it. We all said it. It was going to happen. It's going to happen. But anyway, um, go ahead, Bells. Yeah, to, I guess to kind of start where you started, uh, no, this is like this isn't the Attitude Era. It's not even close. It's not even remotely comparable in any real way, shape, or form. Uh, and a lot of that has to do not necessarily with the talent, which I think like across the board, you can make the argument like the folks that are that are there today certainly are physically talented as any generation before them, uh, just given that like most of them are just more athletic by a significant margin than previous generations. Just like what they were what they're doing on the mic and what they're doing storyline wise is not at that level uh, which is really unfortunate because, like, if there was ever a time for us to need another attitude era in wrestling, like wrestling, whether people like it or not, or, or you know, think about it this way or not, is like, is it's as Americana as like anything. It's woven into the fabric of America. Everyone you know knows a pro wrestler. Everyone you know knows somebody who watches pro wrestling. Everyone you know like has some story about like their grandma watching Bruno on fucking Saturday nights. Like we, we, it's just like a part of the culture here. And the thing that sucks is like 
it could be the attitude era like and it should be the attitude era like in a, in a way the 90s was it was just such a movement it was grunge it was hip-hop hitting like suburban homes really for the first time in a significant way south park fucking you know like pamela anderson with her tits out at every con conceivable fucking turn like that that's just what the late 90s was and wrestling slid right in there right. and was like let's let's do some of that stuff right now we could use that so bad in this country is like one one medium to just be like you know what let's do the complete opposite of what everyone else is doing let's be offensive for the sake of being offensive let's do you know outside the box shock tv you know whatever you know call russo i don't give a fuck like let, let's do something to get this cooking again and right. and i think largely because of the material these guys are given they're never going to be able to like generate that now i'm not saying we need to go back to brawn panty matches and every other word needs to be f this and guys telling everyone to suck it but like there's a medium between like this pg thing that they've been doing and trying to do for all these years and what they could potentially be doing um you know and obviously not quite attitude level stuff uh but but maybe something close to maybe even ruthless aggression level stuff you know like that <laughs> that kind of that kind of vibe i think would do wwe like a lot of good right now. I think it would do the country and maybe even the world a lot of good right now for there to be some edge in entertainment. I mean, look at what it's not just WWE who has managed to endure and even thrive like throughout throughout the pandemic almost. But look at other mediums like, you know, like Marvel, Star Wars, like all sorts of uh, TV shows and all this sort of stuff like they're they're really softening. They're really focusing on on you know fucking diversity and, and equity and inclusion and like i'm sure that's important to a certain slice of the audience but at the end of the day the rest of us would just prefer a good fucking story which we're not getting anywhere we're not getting it in wwe we're not getting it in the movies we're not getting it on television really and for somebody to just come in and just provide a little bit of realism I think given the current crop of talent like yeah i could i could see myself being like really invested in roman reigns or punk or even your boy cody or whatever it is if they were given some good material and, and it wasn't just kind of the same shit that we've been seeing over and over again for the last you know 10 15 years 20 years yeah. now i i i agree <clears throat> what's up Strange? what do you think well um <clears throat> when Be bello says bring back the attitude era but then said um the ruthless aggression era i would choose the ruthless aggression era over the um attitude error just because i just thought the wrestling itself the stuff in the ring was a lot better and um they had uh, some some deeper storylines with um the attitude error it was all simply a lot of cheap heat and um you know i even though it got a lot of ratings and a lot of eyeballs on the product right i don't know if it maybe it kind of hurt wrestling in a long time long-term sense i know it did on the indies because um back then when we were doing lots of indie dates where there's a lot of buildings we weren't allowed to run wrestling in because they just assume all wrestling is the same. And they saw Sable crawling on all fours in a thong and thought, we don't want that in our building. You know, this is an armory. We can't have that here. It's like, you try to explain to them, oh, that's not what we do. We're, you know, a family-based blah, blah. They nope, you're wrestling. So that's, so for a good five or six year period, it was really tough for a lot of promoters to find spots to run. But I see the bigger picture as far as what Bellow means is, Let's get some eyes on the product and heat it up. But, you know, the funny thing is, is that when wrestling was at its peak with the ratings and stuff is when I hated it the most. And I was in it up to my neck. 
Oh yeah, no, that's going to happen. Like that yeah. will it will probably piss a lot of us off, but they'll be getting three, four, five ratings again. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll get like a six and a half or something, which is great commercially speaking. It's fantastic. And you know, the company when the company makes money, the boys make more money. And I'm all for the guys making as much as absolutely possible because it's a short run and you have your whole life you have to worry about. So, you know, money, you know, financially speaking, it's great. But I just think that it kind of tarnishes the biz. And I and, and this sounds silly, but I always loved my wrestling kind of underground. It's not a lot of people knowing about it just because it just seemed a lot cooler that way. And uh, but when I would, I, I was still working at Chili's back in the day when I was doing lots of indie dates. And then you, you go in and you hear people like that never talked about wrestling before talking about big sexy Kevin Nash and Goldberg. And I'd go, oh shut the fuck up and they'd be like steve you're a wrestler aren't you and then you're like yeah like well why aren't you in wc shut your fucking mouth don't talk and they talk about like crap like these waitresses like oh i think you know scott's diner is a hunk and blah blah blah." i'm like oh i'm about to fucking burn my fucking boots listening to this conversation like I just I hated like regular everyday people talking about wrestling because it just made my brain fry. And then like everywhere you would go, like no matter where it was, you could just go to a regular everyday mall and you're like, why is there NWO hoodies in this fucking store? It doesn't make any sense to me. And it, I just I just absolutely fucking despised it. But you know, the two sides to every coin, like you get the ratings you get the eyeballs people go out and they spend their money and you make a lot of money but in the same regard it's like the, 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 they don't they're there for a very temporary time it's a hot thing for a moment they're not going to support it forever it's a very passerby thing but so how much are you going to tarnish your own history by hot potatoing titles to keep people to talk about it? how much you know ass and you're going to put on tv to get Guys in high school that be like, all the ass, Steve. All the ass. Like like Vince said, like he had a kind sky blue. What's that bitch doing? Get her over here. Oh, I know. I don't. Like Vince talking about how Ted Turner was pissed that WWE showed more of the tit than WCW did. It's like, oh, these conversations are killing me. So I, you know, do we have marquee stuff ready for WrestleMania? No, but. The fact that it's on Peacock still, even though Peacock has lost several billion dollars, they've said since it launched like three years ago. So that's probably kind of iffy that somebody eventually will buy it because it seems like what always happens. But like when things like Peacock happen and they carry WWE products, like you're coming off of Survivor Series and they said there were 70% more viewers watching Survivor Series than ever before. So it's like, are they getting wrestling fans to tune in? Probably not particularly, but for the price you're paying for a thing like Peacock, like a dollar ninety nine a month or whatever, people may tune in just because they have nothing better to do on that particular night, and they want the people will watch Mania because Logan Paul is a part of it, or Jenny Garth is going to be there. <laughs> There's always some sort of weird tie-in that will get you know someone from each region of entertainment that's going to get somebody to be like, hey, let's watch that wrestling show and see what so and so does, and that's just what they do now and. Like, like, I'm sure after WrestleMania 40, because it's 40 and that's a big number and Vince is kind of pretty much out of the picture. And it's going to be like kind of a bit of a launching pad for TKO. And this is like a new generation of WWE. Maybe they'll get ex- extra eyeballs on it and they'll say, you know, this last WrestleMania got 140% more people to watch the product. But when then when you go back to the, you know, the Mondays and Fridays of it all, 
and you see that rating being like, oh, well, it's 1.8, and they're happy. Like, it's up two points, you know, 0.2% or whatever. But, like, you know, long-term, it doesn't do the good you need it to. But I'm, I'm not sure that, you know, adding language to it, because AEWs use language in the promos, use, you know, certain swear words that whatever they're allowed to use whatever time they're airing. And I don't think it really adds that much to it. But, you know, I just that the best they can do is just try to keep developing the talent they have. But the talent that, like, WWE has had, it's had that same talent for so long now. It's like you, you know, you're sick of them, or there's just nothing new coming out of the pipeline, and that's a, you know comes to a, um, a creative standpoint where they've had the same guys in creative in WWE for 30 years now, and I think that's where most of it needs to change is in that the management department of what are we putting on the TV and why aren't people watching this? Is it too much wrestling, or is it too much? You know, be, you know, they don't get what's cool today. You know. Agreed. I, I think it's three hours. It's too much. It's a long. That's a long show every week. Yeah. Too much. And and and, uh, uh, you know, for for those of of uh, of us that claim that that it's the new golden era, man, I'm like, uh, you know, pipe down just a little bit there, son. You know, pump yeah. breaks just a little bit there, kid. Um, I understand that. You know, they're like all the old heads or whatever. Well, old heads are wise for a reason. We're also the 11-11 boys, which means not only are we incredibly wise, but we are super sexy. So please, pay attention to what we have to say. Well, you don't have to pay attention. Don't pay attention at your own risk. You go ahead and act stupid and say foolish shit like, like this is the golden age of professional wrestling. It's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. Listen, it's fun. It is a boom period, but it's not exactly the freaking golden age, right? Like we, we had one big spot at Survivor Series. It was dope. And let, let's build from there. Right? Let's not say, oh, my God, this is it. it, it it's happening. It's, this is the greatest thing ever. Uh, we're, not, we're not there yet, guys. We're, we're far from there. And, and Raw has an eclipse 2 million viewers. Right. I would say that if, if, if wrestling comfortably sat at a 3.5 rating, like each, both WWE and AEW, I would consider it more like, well, maybe right. not a golden age, but definitely – doing all right is doing all no, right I, for itself but now I, it's just I would, scrambling for anything. you know like taking into account wrestling inflation right if 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 it's a a 3.5 nowadays is the equivalent of an eight right because nobody everybody has dvr and and there's that's what, well that's what i'm saying is if it was right, sitting so you're at three point right. five i'm like yeah, i agree you know that's not bad there's still some people who care about this kind of stuff but absolutely like when I, AEW's I numbers come in and it's like three hundred and fifty thousand viewers right. And you're thinking, my God, TNA got when they were getting two million. WWE was laughing at TNA for getting two million because right. they were still getting like a four or a five. And it's like, wow, to like, TNA, it doesn't it gets under fifty thousand viewers per episode now. I can't even imagine why they still produce the show. But you know, but AEW is in that 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 danger zone of, you know, why what the hell is happening here? Like somebody pulled the cork, and like the, the water is just. Slowly spinning down, like, like if if Tony had to make money on the product, it would probably not survive like another year, which is scary to think when you think there's 150 people that are dependent on this for a full time job. Right, right, right. You know, right. like, but uh, luckily, like his love for the business is greater than his love for the money, and you know, it's a good thing that, like, I mean, you couldn't ask for it. He was almost like an angel investor at this point in wrestling, oh, yeah. keeping it going. And you may not like the product, and I'm I'm one of the people. I'm very critical of the product. Right, right, right. I just I just tweeted last week, like that was a terrible show. But 
<laughs> I'd rather be a terrible show than nothing and be out of business. I agree. That's, that's for damn for sure. sure. Like, totally. We can always fix the strings if he allows that to happen. Bring the right people and help just put it in the right direction and sail the, the, the ship as straight as possible. But, you know, he wants to do like, he wants to be the everyman and do every job. And you just, there aren't enough hours in the day for to produce three shows to book one full-time television show. That's two hours a week is re, an absurd amount of work to sort of do three of that while you're doing so many other things, not just the, the three wrestling shows, but the soccer league, the football league and, and everything else that the father has him invested in. It's just, that's why you're seeing this, this bottoming out of, of um, viewership. But I mean, even the TV station after a point, is it going to be like, Hey guy, you know, you know, we understand that you, you know, you got endless pockets, but we can, we can put it on Big Bang Theory reruns and get a fucking 2.5 without <laughs> blinking up in our eyes. You know what I mean? So this is kind of stuff you have to watch out for. Like we take it out by reruns. You're you're right. You're right. And and uh, shouts to TNA for still being around. And also, awesome. and also, and they're only and you're absolutely. And it's it's a brutal. It's brutal, it's brutal. to watch. Brutal, brutal to watch on TV, bro. Um, and I've tried, okay, but but I, I am going to give them props for for trying, and I'm also going to give them props for making a run at CM Punk, apparently offering him comparable money to the WWE. <laughs> you know, it was just the WWE offered more, and you know it was what it was, and and also Will Offspray. Like they were shooting their shot. They were like, you know what? Yeah, let's, go, so. let's go try to get Will Ospreay. Let's get CM Punk. And you gotta admire that. So they should take that money that they were offering Punk and put fifty percent of it back into production. Agreed. And I know that AEW just lost a big producer. His name was Kevin Sullivan, not the wrestler Kevin Sullivan, but he used to produce for TNA when the quality was much better. Mm. So maybe they maybe they're making him an offer to hey come back. Because I had heard Hameen talking about saying he left the company like on not very good terms, but you know, a couple of years apart, will you know maybe help heal some of those wounds, and a fat paycheck will definitely do that to a lot of people. So maybe they made made a play for the guy. I'm not sure where he's landing, but that's one of the departments they could definitely use the most is in that production room. Totally agree. I heard Kevin Sullivan was uh, in during creative meetings. He was uh, uh, you know a running seances. In the back, and I was like, "What the, what the fuck, what the fuck is going on here?" You know, like, "What, what are you doing?" Like, and and Tony Khan just walked into the to the creative meeting, and, and they were summoning demons, and and Tony Khan, like, what, the, "What the fuck is going on? Cut it out!" And he would not stop, you know, and so that that's why they had to get rid of him. So if he goes over to TNA and and does seances over there, hey, maybe you can cut a deal with Satan and try to resurrect the product. I don't know, maybe that's what it's gonna take. And they start getting like a 2.5 rating. <laughs> <laughs> like, Maybe. Who you buy a ghost from? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. You know, but, but, but no, you're right, man. Take that money, right? Because uh, they have good wrestlers over there. They, they, they have, they have yeah, good talent. Right? Yeah, right? They, have, they have some really good talent over there. Cut, cut the nonsense out about the backstage nonsense. I don't know whomever's doing know, that. Like, oh. The, the authority figure, whomever that guy is, he's horrible. They got to stop, you know, like, and, and and just just rework that, the corniness of that. The people that are watching are going to watch regardless. It's time to experiment, right? They're going to watch regardless because if they're watching that crap, trust me, 
you can get away with something else, you know. So <laughs> let's go try to put on a different a different product. Let's go a different route, and and uh, and maybe a more I don't know um, something a bit more serious than what they're doing backstage because it's clearly not working. Regardless, they they get props for trying to give CM Punk some money. All right, so CM Punk obviously didn't take that deal. He went over to the WWE and made the biggest splash in recent history, right? And now he's cutting promos on SmackDown and on Raw. People are analyzing them and they're saying, hey, you know, CM Punk didn't sound the same as he was in AEW when he came back. And I'm like, doofus, of course he's not going to sound the same. He already did it once. He got it all out. What do you, what do you expect him to do? Right. And then they're all, all analyzing his, his promo and saying that, oh, my God, he said he. He's in it with the for the fans, and then he said he's in it for the money. Dumbass. Of course he's in it for the freaking money. The hell do you think? He even told you as much. Right. Come on, stop. Stop. Of course he's in it for the money. And I don't care. Right? They gave him the money. He's there. It may as well be entertaining if I have to put up with his ass, right? So give me an entertaining product. Here we go. Seth Rollins versus CM Punk. They're doing it. Right. That's fine. Um, even though they could have went the route of Seth Rollins and, and Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins and, and uh, uh, anybody else. I mean, I'm sorry, not Seth Rollins, CM Punk and Roman Reigns. Um, but I think this is the natural progression of things. Right. I- initially. Everybody's expecting Seth Rollins versus CM Punk. So that's what we're getting. Will it spill over to WrestleMania? We, we said it was going to main event WrestleMania. It's a long time right now. It's, it's, it's December. It's not that long, but it's December. He's not winning the Royal Rumble, right? Because the, the chosen one, the, the real head of the table, Cody Rhodes, is winning the Royal Rumble. That's a, and, and I called this a year ago. A year in advance, I have called my shot. Like Babe Ruth, I pointed and it's going to go over the fence. Grand slam. Home run. When Cody Rhodes wins the Royal Rumble again. And I called it here months ago. And I'm doing it one more time for all you marks, all you broke-ass people that keep complaining, oh, BRV, I don't have any money. What am I going to do? Listen, take that change that you have in the bank. Go down to Las Vegas right now and put all that money behind the great white hope Cody Rhodes. The real head of the table and go make yourself some money. Bring yourself out of poverty, damn it. All right. Listen to what I'm saying. Regardless. So so CM Punk is not winning the Royal Rumble. It'd be pretty cool to have CM Punk and Cody Rhodes as the last two, but I wouldn't risk it because they can turn on, on Cody Rhodes in the blink of an eye like that. So I, I'd, I'd put him in there with somebody like, I don't know, Juice Robinson, sign him, make him come over and, and Cody Rhodes throws him over all is good. <laughs> no why what did you do to you <laughs> nobody cares that's why you know get get juice robinson oh, in i'd get i'd be fucking i'd be amped for juice i'd be like you I'd and like three him. other people i would be on the couch i'd be actually off the couch screaming juice throw that bum the fuck over the top you can do it no and then ultimately what would happen is we'd be on 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 the on the the golden 11 11 text and strids would say they're going to throw Cody Rhodes out. Uh, uh, um, Juice Robinson is throwing Cody Rhodes out. No, he's not. And it's not happening, Striz. And then it happens. And then it's the end of the world. And I never watch wrestling again. 
Okay. Because that, that's clear. I've never forgotten every day that's gone by since WrestleMania 39. I wake up in a pile of sweat thinking about what happened that day. Okay. And, 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 and Strizz said they're going to keep the title on Roman Reigns, and that's what happened. And I can't believe it to this day. But this is different. This is reden- redemption time. So CM Punk is not winning the Royal Rumble, right? How do we keep this thing going from right now to WrestleMania? Is it a fresh a fresh match at Mania? Or are they going to do it at the Rumble? What's going to go down? What's up, Bills? Yeah, it's a it's going to be interesting. So just on the punk front alone, here's the vibe I'm getting, right? Just from the promo and as weird as this is to say because I do think as of right now, CM Punk is your top baby face on Raw. He's obviously the one people are most engaged with. He's even got Mind some you. people who were chanting fucking Seth Rollins' theme music a few weeks ago are now chanting CM Punk while Seth Rollins is standing in the ring with CM Punk. So he's like already won 50% of the Rollins crowd over, and it took like two weeks for this to happen. And we all knew that this is kind of where this was heading. Um, I don't want this to go all the way to WrestleMania, right? Like he teased, I'm going to get into the Rumble. I'm going to win the Rumble. I'm going to maybe go after you at WrestleMania. First and foremost, I I think that would just be stupid, right? Like if he wins the Rumble, he should go after Roman. Whoever wins the Rumble should go after Roman. Like unless you're just willing to admit that you're just trying to get the easy win here. Like obviously the noble thing for a babyface to do is to go after the title that actually fucking matters. So let's go after Roman. Let's try and topple the big heel who's been on top for multiple years. That's the way to go. Um, That said, I'm not entirely convinced CM Punk is going to be the babyface in the Seth Rollins match by the time we get to WrestleMania, if that Mm. is ultimately where we go. And I say that because they're already angling Seth is the WWE guy and Punk is like the outsider guy. And in a way that Cena could have never really done, Rollins like has has a real claim to that, even though he is never really quite the WWE guy that Cena was. But the dynamic is so different now, obviously, because Punk did leave punk did trash the company punk did go to the other company and drag wwe's ass through the mud every step of the way for basically a decade so now seth is like hey i've been here repping this brand repping this show it's monday night rollins don't you dare come in here and like as much as i mean I, i i thought the promo was actually pretty good for seth rollins but all in all like i don't want to agree with seth rollins i want punk to to topple him and take this title and make the show interesting which it hasn't been since Seth's put that title on and uh and and you know it's it's kind of this weird dynamic where i could see them using cody rhodes to like really cement the fact that punk is a heel by having him eliminate cody rhodes at the royal rumble him go on to face seth and like that's how you really get your baby face champion defending the honor of wwe against this guy who you know, it was just bad mouthing us for the last decade. And and in order to get the, the crowd to fully turn on him, you have him eliminate Cody Rhodes in the Royal Rumble. Interesting takes. Uh, that may or may not happen, but it could. I'm not suggesting any of this is likely. I'm just kind of trying to plot out points based on where I'm seeing the trajectory going from. Right, here. right, right, right. I get it. I get it. Um Cody's still the face of the WWE, bro. No, he's not. Co- Co- Cody, Cody is. is Cody's not even most... like the third baby face on. Well, he yeah, is the he, third baby face on Raw right he, now. That is where he's he is. Third. He's behind the champion, and he's behind the guy who showed up and is just he, selling merch like nobody's business. He's the third. He's the second. 
He's the first. Listen, I'm going to tell you like KRS-1. I can't even even get a CM Punk shirt by Christmas. You know why? I sold the fuck out. I'm I'm pre-order already. He he sold out. Yes, I agree. Okay. Yes, he did. Um, (laughs) Julius, what do you think about denying that over here? Uh, You know, when Punk said in his promo, I'm going to be the first one to throw my hat in for the Royal Rumble. So we won't get the match at Royal Rumble, which I'm, I'm fine with. That's too soon anyway. Let's build a little heat here and see what we can get. But it's not like the marquee name like Bello had mentioned before, like, you know, with the Lesnar versus Cena or whatever. You know, it's just not going to be that. But, um, you know, I think that they, they have the match fresh at Mania. And that it's great. I think that's that it's going to, you know, I'm, I'll be excited to watch it because, uh, you know, I, I, it could go either way. You know, Seth's been an office favorite since he signed yeah first nxt champion you know triple h's boy and punk is certainly never triple h's boy they get they made up and whatever they're gonna do business together so it's kind of an interesting dynamic as far as you know who's gonna walk out with the belt i think the best business is obviously if punk does it because there's more of a story there and it gives i think i think you know maybe uh seth should maybe take a vacation he's put in a lot of time and that would be a great you know point to have him take off until SummerSlam come back and be a little bit refreshed and maybe the new persona maybe drop the music and come up with something different or not so uh, I don't know not so what he's currently doing you know what I mean just something different something new every time every couple of years he has a new persona so let's see if they can come up with something better than what this whatever you want to call this was the you know the Joker persona or like his Elton John wear or whatever you want to call it that <laughs> You know, I don't know what the definition is of it, but let Punk have a run, you know, and uh, people can say the same things that Seth's saying, like, hey, you know, you were gone, but you only wanted it because you want the spot or whatever. And, you know, it, it, it tends to work because they can use lots of truths. Like Fellow said, he did put the boots to the company for a decade. He sued them, you know, but don't forget, Punk got fired on his wedding day. I mean, there's no love lost between the company and the talent on this, you know, thing and if every single guy wanted to bring up stuff that the company did to them, even if they're still well, on the active roster. That would have been a really cool retort from Punk, right? Like if if we had gotten that and maybe this is like part of the leash that they've got him on is if he turned around and was like, hey, you know, wait until they fire you on your wedding day via FedEx. OK, you know, like right. and, and really like laid into set like you're a fucking shill. You're not like a hero here. You're you're the you're brand's bitch. You yeah. haven't figured it out yet. You know, like that's the angle I need Punk to take here. If they let him go that far with it, this will get real interesting. Right. You're like, Tom, are you a watchdog or a lapdog? Because you know, all I see do is lapping Triple H's balls for the last fucking seven or eight years. But uh, yeah, they, they, and maybe that's like they're not doing everything in the first promo. Maybe they're going to slowly, sure. let's bleed this out here. Let's bleed this out here. We have time. Let's not rush it. And while they're doing that, they're getting new material ready to go too. So. You know, when they hit that line, I mean, it's 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 nothing more than a shoot. I mean, and the crowd will be like, "Ooh, we brought that up." Oof, you know, it's 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 a good one to have in your back pocket for when you need it. And um, you know, it, it, it's at least it makes it interesting for us, like the longtime watchers. And like I, I said to Billy Ray, like you know, the reason why that got such a pop when CM Punk came back is because it took ten years of him being away to get to this point. This isn't some six-month thing that they've been working on or a six-week angle that, like, okay, we're going to have this blow off at the next pay-per-view for the next three weeks. You guys have heat and we'll have a finish. This is something that, like, has lots of natural, like, juices, you know what I mean? Like, this has just been stewing in its own pot for so long that we never thought we'd ever, ever get 
an actual payoff, but now we're going to get to see something. And then Punk is going to be the one that, you know, goes over in this part of the, the story and gets the belt, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, right. that, yeah. that's pretty cool, you know? Like, the, 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 the loudmouth, you know, apparently, you know, ne'er-do-well, you know, trailer trash-looking kid is going to get one over on the $9.3 billion WWE, you know? It's the one for the small guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's, in a way, he's doing that Austin-era thing of, like, I'm the every man, and you know, for every company that ever fucked over their talent, or you know, a computer took your job. The same fucking, you know, <laughs> promo Dusty Rhodes said in 1986. Well, hard times, baby, is still relevant here in 2023, and will continue to be as long as humans still have a purpose on the earth. So, you know, and the the the, the story's there, and both guys are in a good spot for that. But like I said, I would love to see Punk kind of get on top and give Seth a, a break, and uh, let him kind of recuperate. And uh, as far as Roman goes, I think it would just be the most natural thing is Roman versus um, uh, Randy. Just physically speaking, if they put Punk with Roman and you just see Roman in the ring standing in front of Punk, it's just going to be like, it's almost as unbelievable as when Cody was beating Lesnar. Like, boy, is this a fucking work. You know what I mean? Because if there was any legitimacy, Punk would get chewed up because he did an MMA with a guy in his own weight class. He'd get chewed up in two minutes and there'd be no match. You know, if he was with a guy like Roman Reigns, you can believe he can kind of hang with Seth because Seth's only maybe, you know, three, four inches taller, but, you know, it looks more of a matchup. But with Randy being freaking like gas house gorilla out to the fucking nines, when he stands against and looks Roman in his eyes and their shoulder to shoulders, like a battle of the heavyweights, like the Clash of the Titans, which is what WWE was named, you know, Titan Sports for because of the movie Clash of the Titans these larger-than-life characters coming together in the ring. That's going to be a great dynamic. That fucking match is going to blow the roof off of the place. That's a Royal Rumble, right? I'm, I'm expecting... Well, I'm expecting Randy to win the Rumble. Or Ooh, Well, okay. I'm not exactly sure exactly how... So how you got Cody like, completely cut out. Armbar? He's in the Andre yeah, the Time Memorial Co- Cody's battle. Worked, Cody, and I said this last... After last Mania, Cody's going to work Gunther for the Intercontinental Belt. What is going on here? What is going on here? Listen. Oh, let me, let me hard times in the road. Hard yeah. times, hey, The Intercontinental yeah. Championship was developed in late, like '78 or '79, to be another world title. So it's not like he's not winning the world title at WrestleMania. <laughs> it's the inter. It's all the continents, man. It's all the Listen, continents. Uh, <laughs> it's like a world title, uh, yeah. Kind of, but not really. And many eyes taking your job right now. That's that's the new one. That's the updated joint. And let and let me remind everybody out there. There's a couple of people. Um, uh, Dominic Mysterio is the champion of all of North America. No, he's not. Uh, all of North. Did he lose it? Yeah, he lost it. He dropped. When it to the hell did that? <laughs> to Dragon Lee. He, he dropped it to Dragon Lee. Ah. On the pay-per-view, the, the NXT pay-per-view. That, that thing that happened on Saturday. Listen, I'm not. Dominic Mysterio is still the champion of all the North. <laughs> we're not recognizing that. <laughs> we're, not, we're, not, we're not recognizing it. And 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 for everybody that's panicking after I told you to go and invest all your money on Cody Rhodes, please continue. to Don't panic. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Don't panic. All right. We, we have to show. Uh, 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 a face of solidarity and, and confidence. You know, we, we have to be fine and move into Cody Rhodes will win the Royal Rumble. 
Isn't it a more beautiful story if he doesn't win the belt? No, it is they, not. Sometimes, <laughs> it's sometimes not. It, you know, no matter how badly you want it and you try as hard as you can, sometimes you just strike out. He did that already. And it doesn't mean you shouldn't try. It just means not everybody gets to the promised land. Damn. Damn. I don't know if I can take that, Tree. Man is fallible. You heard it here first. Cody Rhodes going to be in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Striz just confirmed it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> It'll be the second one over the top. Right? I, I, just want to take a, Cody. <laughs> I do want to take a second to appreciate Dom Dom, Dom, uh, Dom, Dom versus Dragon Lee. Like, how many fucking matches are these kids going to have together? Like, they're going to have probably a thousand matches together if they stay in WWE long term, right? Like, because Dragon Lee has kind of, like, been subtly painted as like Ray's heir apparent. Meanwhile, here's Ray's actual fucking heir, who's really Eddie's heir, but that's a whole nother story. And that's like that's the story now for the next 20 years. If these kids can hang around WWE, that those two will be wrestling a lot. So I hope you guys enjoyed the NXT match. Um also you were just Striz, you were talking about kind of like believability before I just wanted to point out uh something I happened to see from AEW recently. Uh, first and foremost, Timeless Tony Storm is the greatest thing they've ever done, and it She's might be the, it might be the only good know. thing they've ever done. I don't I I don't know. I heard everybody's raving over this thing. I I've and seen flashes of it. She's brilliant. She's so good. But and the camp, the, like all the the stuff that they're doing with the camera work and like the 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 fucking side, you know, the valet. It's 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 really really good shit. That said, they don't learn anything over at AEW, and they're about to like fucking have this title. They're gonna they're about to fucking have her feud with Riho again, right? Like who's a thing yeah. for some oh, reason. I saw that all of a they sudden. They had this bitch come out and no Tony Storm with a full blown like blast drop kick. And and Tony like barely budged. Like she had to so woefully oversell it to make it even look like she moved. It was one of these things. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm even on like Reddit, like shitting on the marks in squared circle, going like, <laughs> guys, you got like it's not my obligation as a wrestling fan to just believe everything that they put on a screen. At a certain point, it becomes this the company and the booker's obligation to make me believe. And when you've got like 75 pound Asian bitches out there hitting Tony Storm with drop kicks that are barely moving her, I, I can't. And, and Tony Storm's not exactly fucking Nyla Rose or Nia Jax either. Like Tony Storm is not a huge woman, but she hit her so hard and barely moved her. It was just like, okay, this this can't happen. This shouldn't be on my fucking television. This is Gargano beating Lesnar. And it, and it just shouldn't be happening. <laughs> so I agree. I, I agree. It it was when I when I saw her come back, I was sitting with my son and I was like, this is an insult to Japanese wrestling. It really is. Like we got Asuka, you know, we got EO. You know, yeah, I mean, I um, think it's great that that blow up doll that Kenny Omega wrestled all those years ago is coming now full circle. But I don't need it being beating like the best gimmick that they have going right now. Like I'd much yeah. rather see Tony Storm like in segments with like some of their real top talent. Like find a way to get her to cross paths with MJF and whoever the fuck. I, it doesn't even need to be wrestling matches at this point. I just need more of this shtick in different environments because it's. But it's who, great. who thinks this is a good idea? Who who looks at that? And I, I know it's Tony Kenny Cop Omega. Right, he runs the women's shtick. I don't think he does anymore. But okay. yeah, who look, who look, I mean, but anybody that looks like that looks at that and, and see that sees Riho coming down to the. I'm like, come on, 
There's there are zero redeeming qualities about this. This I am sorry. No, and then, you know what? This this actually I can bring this all back to Punk just because that's the thing I want to talk about anyway. Is that this is why he's happy to be back in WWE? Yes, the money's good. Right. Yes, it's great that he's got an opportunity. He's also not performing in front of a fucking garage full of fucking forty year old virgins anymore. Like he's actually got like real wrestling fans, people who aren't just in it to have a meme or a fucking thing to post about on Reddit or whatever the case may be. Like these are these are like fans. Families there to be entertained by the spectacle of it all, not to sit there and nitpick about this, that, and the other thing, or to fucking woefully over cheer again the 75 pound soaking wet like Asian chick beating up the best thing they have going in the company. Like this is this is what they're cheering for over there because this is the type of moron that watches this product. Never mind, fucking pays money to sit on the hard cam side. And she's just like you could you could have paid on the other side and walked over because there ain't no one at these fucking shows. Damn, pal. (laughs) They're just warming Tony Storm up too. This is like been over they've been doing it for like six weeks. It's been over for three. Like let's don't start throwing people at it. Let it just keep doing these things. The, the title doesn't even need to be defended. They have another woman's title with the TBS title. It's, you know, they can just defend that if they want to. And yes, they're on different shows, but at least you're getting something. Like, let her just keep having these movies. You don't need her to work. Just put her, have her have a match on a pay per view or something, or build to it. Like having this, having Rio, and she's already been champion twice or whatever. And like, it's just so non believable that she'd have any effect on anybody in the ring. Like. Bello said, I don't know if like uh, Tony Storm would want to be compared to Brock Lesnar, but like, you know, the size difference is so great that it's like, you know, it's, it's just to sell anything of hers, it's like selling it. A, a, Seven-year-old like Brock Lesnar's daughter, by the way, who just I broke was up shot put record. Yeah, she would and literally pick Rio up and just snap her like a toothpick. I'm supposed oh, to believe this woman to be a world champion at anything. I can't. I can't. No. In front of no, no, it's, and it's how much does uh, Brock's daughter look exactly like Brock? Bro, oh, people online were like, "Yo, her, her like, mom's jeans didn't even try." Dude, no. Like, no. what happened? Sable, <laughs> like, where? where was where? pounded into submission. And is no. not Sable's daughter, by the way. People were no. were speculating that how it's is not. this possible? It's not Sable's. It's from his first. But what happened to the other woman? Because, geez. Like it's like Brock and and Brock got together. And there was a woman. He did. Lesnar just fucked a tree. Right. Say, the other woman was a <laughs> polar bear. Are you fucking up. kidding? <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's all it was. He he was there. He like fucked a rock somewhere on the side of the road. And then, like this, nine months later, this child came spilling out. Right. And she's like a, a Xerox copy of uh, Brock Lesnar. And, and she would beat the crap out of ninety percent of the men walking the planet. Like dude, she's like, got bigger arms than me. Holy moly. It's like wow. But um, but okay. All right. So that's that. Listen, I, I saw people on Twitter guys were doing this like, oh, I would. Like, first and foremost, no, you wouldn't. You're no, just you wouldn't. fucking lying. Second of all, not worth dying over, bro. You're all gonna right. get your arms ripped off for that? You fucking kidding me? No, oh, could you no, imagine no. picking her up for a date and he opens Ooh, the door and you're like, that. oh my god. What are you more afraid of? Her face or her father? Yo, watch <laughs> her mind. father's face on her face. Listen, Ooh. all the com- all comments made by the Andrew That's Bello, right. I'm in Asgard. Brock, Andrew come find me. Alone, alone, I will have nothing to do with this Mr. Lesnar. Okay? Whatever whatever Bello is saying, listen, if if, if, if you want his address, I know where the Bellominium is. I have nothing to do with this. I haven't said a damn thing. Anyway, go ahead, sir. I'm just, I'm, I, frankly, I'm just jealous of all the 
wonderful, uh, successful daughters out there. Brock Lesnar's daughter's breaking shot put records. Kanye's daughter's going to be on his next album. My daughter can't even fucking pass chemistry. We got problems <laughs> over here, people. <laughs> All right. Well, um, uh, we, we've spoken about everything that matters in professional wrestling. We've done that. I now we so. have to do the shower, shower curtain rods, shower my daughter's grades, um, CM Punk, yeah. Riho, 75 pound Asian bitches. Yeah, right. we got it. We got it all covered. Riho, um, when, when you think of AEW, you think about Riho. I do. That's, that's sad, true. but true. <laughs> when you think of trash, think of Akeem. Yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> oh, when you think of trash, think of Akeem. Yeah. <laughs> I, I happened to flip on sports radio this morning, uh, Billy Ray. You'll, you'll both appreciate this. So, so will most of our listeners. Hence, I'm fucking saying it. Um, but uh, last night's Giants game, right? Giants Monday Night Football playing the Packers win by a field goal, as predicted in Coming to America. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, by the way, not the first time the Giants have beaten the Packers by a field goal <laughs> at the end of the game. But it just so happened to be that the game went exactly as. Uh, you know, Eddie Murphy's character. Uh, did they kick an oblong pigskin through a giant it, H? That's exactly what they did, and they won that. <laughs> and they won the contest, <laughs> but they were oh, playing the clip, like just as I turned on the radio, and it was just like, it was like, yes, the Giants of New York. <laughs> so, that's great. Was that so was the, that was the most watched 2CW movie in the history of the company before every 2CW show that I before. The office would be at Josh's house because we'd all stay there for like the week building up to the show. And every night before a TCW show, it was coming to America is one of the movies that would always be running. And we knew like every single line because every line of that movie is a classic. Yeah. It's my all time favorite movie. It's just, very good. It's the, it's, the best. The University of New York. Me. Yeah, it's it's right it's right up there for me. I I love that one. I love that that one in Trading Places. Yeah, love. Uh, Harlem Nights is fantastic too. Yeah, all, all those three movies. Um, okay, so we're good, do... Billy Ray. <laughs> Feeling good, Striz. Um, so so let let's do it. Let let's do the shout outs for the people because that's what the people right. want to hear. They want to hear uh, Christmas carols. Yo, I want to hear Christmas carols, man. This is gonna be fantastic. It's gonna be quick. There's only three people. It's not before we started. Fantastic. Recording. Yeah, but we'll be happy. And and for the record, the three of you on my naughty list. Make it that way. <laughs> They're all getting cold. That's right. right. Let me see. Let me look through this. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I said to while I find this. What are we? What are we doing? I'm just. Uh, I'm kicking it. Uh, it was Pink Friday last week. Hope everybody's enjoying the Nikki album. Uh, we've got we've got Kanye's dropping new music soon, and apparently the first track on the new CD, which is going to be a joint album, by the way, with him and Ty Dolla Sign, is going to feature the Backstreet Boys. Uh, oh, that beat which, sounds dope. I heard a little bit of it. And it looks really. It sounds really good. It really does. It's You're, gonna. Did be, you hear the snippet? I did hear the snippet. I saw like the full kind of like him playing it at some bar or some club somewhere whatever it was and then uh and then there's like the little clip that he's put out on instagram which looks pretty cool but i'm super excited for northwest i got it i don't know that any kid has ever been more their fucking father's daughter than this kid but uh the little bit of clips i've seen of her on social media and stuff like that she is definitely kanye's daughter and then the clip that i just saw of her performing like her little segment from the new album is just 
it's really cool. Like, hey, as a dad who raps and put his daughter on his music, um, I, I think that's pretty fucking sweet that Kanye's doing that. And uh, obviously, he's not the first. He won't be the last. But uh, I think his kid might actually have some legitimate talent, which is going to be kind of cool to watch happen over that's the course of the next couple of years. Yeah. And, and and Diddy is completely falling apart, which is, mm-hmm. is fantastic. And, and yeah, what was up with that video last week? Which one? Like where he's like like he was like cryptic and like people are out to get him kind of thing. He's a he's a he's a piece of film. We've got this new thing now where everything's so meta is that like so so Diddy's probably like what gay as hell and also like an assaulter of women on top of it it's like oh there's a bunch of crazy rumors going on around about diddy right now but no matter what happens to diddy he's always got the they're trying to tear down a rich black man card to play so there's like mm-hmm. gonna be this loop no matter what like it, you can you can come at him with legitimate arguments he's gonna come at you with that and it could very well be legitimate as well and we could just keep yeah, on going could. in cycles until the end of time diddy's gonna be fine folks yuck yeah. All right. Um, okay, let's do it, Strizz. All right. Well, I said to get a shout out this week. As we're getting closer to Christmas, everything will be related towards Christmas or New Year's. So oh. I said uh, to get a shout out, uh, record yourself uh, singing 30 seconds of your favorite Christmas carol. Oh, wait a minute. Is that Colin Wise song I see there? He must have just gotten it in right under the I wire. I think it's the Macho Man, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, ready to hear it? I'm, I'm yeah, done. let's give it a shot. I haven't heard this one yet. All right, hold on. Let me try to. Boom. I think you Why guys might it? know this one. It goes a little something like this. <laughs> Jingle bells. I quit my job. Fuck those fucking assholes. Wow. <laughs> I think you guys might know this one. Congratulations, Colin. Wow. Yeah, he uh, he hit me up the other day saying, I don't know how much of this he wants me to get into, but uh, there were. He was he was on the fence with them pretty bad, and they've been treating him fucking underneath for longer than they should have been. And I know he had been he was really contemplating leaving. So it sounds like he quit his job. So hey, buddy, good good, good, good on you, and uh, don't okay. let anybody run you over. You do your own thing, and uh, with your work ethic, you're gonna find something really quick. I'm sure and you'll be doing just fine with that. That's right. If you happen to be in the North Kakalaki area and you need a good male prostitute. Uh, I may be able to put you in touch. So, you know, yeah, Charles nice, nice. knows all the male prostitutes. Oh, I know, I do. I know yeah. this one in particular. That, that much up. I can do. He knows all of that shit. You little dick know. never hurt nobody. That's what, I mean, little ones, no. I mean, little <laughs> he, he knows that. He knows the sizes. He's got it all down, ladies and gents. All right. Just letting you know that's that's. Well, you know, there are five sizes. You know, this one, there's five sizes. I learned this when I started going to school my freshman year of uh, Salem State because the girls, uh, one of the girls in the dorms had it on her, above her bed, the five sizes with all these condoms taped to it. And it goes, prick, dick, cock, dong, schlong. But, you know, actually, you know, that, that, those are the, but there is a sixth one, which is very rare. It goes, prick, dick, cock, dong, schlong. And then there's the very rare bellow. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. So. All right, who's next? All right, this is Dan Heffron. What's going on, Dan? He's a Boston boy. Love Heff. It's good, Dan.
Jesus. Wow. Ooh. Wow. That was amazing. Yes. That was on one take. Wow. So, what's the name of that song? Is it like Sound of the Bells or something like that? I don't Ring know. Christmas is here. Yeah. Like that shit. But that was tremendous, Dan. And that, that wow. just the fact that that was your first take on that is just, you're beyond talented, yeah. dude. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that with us. That was yeah. fantastic. Fantastic. Also, we, we, we do have some talented listeners, not all of them, but certainly it's, it's some weird, of them. Right? Added, Dr. Guitar, Dan Heff, obviously Mandir. You know, we've got we've yeah. got some just in the music lane. We need to have a WLR band. For sure. We can make that work. That that was amazing. That 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 was very, very well done. That was very very impressive. I'm very yes. impressed, right? Uh all, all that being said, Dan Heff, it was very sexy, also. All that being said. Don't ever do that again, okay? You can't. You don't, don't ever do it again. <laughs> Making everybody else look bad. Right, right. <laughs> it's unacceptable, okay? And so I, I, I can't, I can't understand. I, I can't comprehend uh, the amount of talent that you have right now. So I'm going to take it as disrespect, okay? Watch him on. Speaking of untalented, here's Jay Reezy Mint. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We did this one. We did yeah. we, unless he has yeah. two of them. You won't get to, no, it's the same one. Did, did, he, one okay. did he do twice? He did sent he? he sent another one. He's he's he went back to work. He gave up. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I begged for my job back. Um back to work. Um back to work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. There Roll we go. on the dough, get me the sauce. Where is the cheese? <laughs> Bobo. Bob, oh, oh, oh deal cover. Let's see. I can't wait. I can't wait to see. Can I, can I sing along if it's a deal cover? Absolutely. What happened? Hold on. <laughs> God rest you. I'm out. I was, I was, yeah, I was, I was. That was some front man type shit right there. Maybe do some backup vocals for that, but good lord, that is Bob. Wow, I've seen Dio live, and that is a that is Dio worthy. Did you get to see Dio live? That's pretty cool. I saw Dio with Motorhead and Iron Maiden. It was like one of my first concerts. Fucking holy shit! You must have been like twelve. I was seventeen, sixteen. Wow. Yeah. When I was 17, <laughs> I drank a very good beer. <laughs> I'm not going to try to sing after that. My God, Bobo, that was fantastic. I know, right? 
was that awesome. Was that was incredible. Incredible. Okay. Thank you, Bobo. Man, dear, I'd record something, but I've been sick all day. Yeah. I know he would. The, the, yes, I agree. Yeah, that's how you know he's not bullshitting because he's yeah. been through every single week. Hope we get better, man, dear. Yeah, yeah. feel better, my dear. Feel better, the greatest of all the chimeras. All right, Jay Riz is up next. You ready? You ready for this, Riz? Let's do it. This is a song I listened to this earlier, and I wasn't familiar with it. And he has a little tagline at the top of the tweet that says, "Like if you know, you know." So maybe you guys will be able to know this song, but I, I didn't quite know the name of it. A jolly old fellow brings toys for everyone on a holiday they call Christmas. I'm not gonna lie, it makes no sense to me. But here's what Earthlings told me about this Christmas mystery. Santa is a furry freak with epic superpowers. <laughs> he flies to every human home in under 14 hours. He's a master burglar, a pro at picking locks. You don't leave none cookies out. He, he will put dung in your socks. Dope. That was very cool. That was very cool. Um, um, I'm sorry you had to follow Bobo. Okay, yeah, for but, real. But, you know, let's put that aside for a second. That was very fun. I enjoyed that. I had did, no did you, do you know the song? Um, no, I, no idea. We did, did, you, did, you know I don't, but it does sound vaguely familiar. Like, I can't mm. place it, but I know I've heard it before. It's for you know who. I don't know who. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that means, but, uh, you know. Very quick. Yeah, uh, hey, uh, Reezy. Um, after you hear this, just hit all three of us up and let us know the name of that song or like you know what oh, it's from. I got it. And oh, oh, what is it? This is all coded language. This is John coming out as an alien. Ah, oh, that makes sense. Makes perfect. Yeah. It, all, it all adds up now. And and I gotta tell you, we here at WLR, the Eleven Eleven Boys, have always suspected that you were a shape shifting reptilian from Beta Reticula. We uh, always do this. Thank you for confirming. Uh, Beta Reticuli Major. Hello. <laughs> right, so, sorry. He could, he could even be a spy correct. from the carrot people, Billy, right? Oh, yes, yes. The, that, that's the dopest thing I've found, I've, I've found on Instagram ever in my life. You don't Long understand. The Broccolarians people. I've been, I've been watching that. Every, every time it comes <laughs> on, there's a new... I want to send it to you guys, but I'm like, these people are going to think I'm crazy. I'm like, I sent them one. But there's like... 87 of them. <laughs> oh, no. so, so for those of you who uninitiated in our group chat, Billy Ray sent us this Instagram video. It's like some sort of like weird. I don't want to like put, I don't want to like put too much emphasis on how weird it is, but it's fucking weird. And it's a lot of like AI art. And it's like this fake story about different vegetables in human form sort of fighting one another so there's carrot people and broccolis and radish monks and like all sorts of like a weird like it's like a weird dungeons and dragons meets veggie tales thing going on yeah and and billy ray just like I'm, I'm not gonna lie man you sent this video and while it was ultimately entertaining there was a period about halfway through it where i started to seriously reconsider our friendship and <laughs> and i'm like i don't know that i could be friends with somebody who finds this entertaining this is uh this is odd and then by the time we got to the end of it i was like all right i could see this now right. knowing you watch this all the time I'm right back on that. I don't know train anymore. <laughs> well, they're only they're only like three minute clips, and they're on Instagram. So it's, I, I don't know. 
maybe I'll look for it and say it before the you end know, of the show. I started really putting the pros and cons list together. I'm like, you know, he watches this shit. He's friends with Ray. He, think, <laughs> he thinks he's sexy. There's like a whole laundry list of cons. And, I, and then I decided there's no pros. And then I realized that's why I have you around to make me look good. So well, here we are. I'm glad I can be of service, right? So I, I got to take it that's, where I can get the one right? pro. I'm, I'm glad I can be of service. And, and, and for the record, no big Ray song tonight. Ray, he always gets at me saying that we don't get out of stuff. He, he always ends up putting it on too late. So it's later, right? And I don't even see it when we're doing a show and he thinks yeah. I'm just ignoring it. So I'm just going to say it right now. Yep. It does not exist. I do not see it. Otherwise, we would have played it, right? Yep. It's not there. 100%. And of all the dudes that can belt out a Christmas tune, Big Ray is obviously like, you know, he's like crooner and then some when it comes to that kind of stuff and nails it. And he has a beautiful voice, obviously. So it's not that we don't play it. It's just that it always just gets snuck in like 30 minutes after we're done or something like that. So then he's like, why, why are you faving me, man? Like, why? Why, why are you not playing my no. shit? I personally, I you know, I always knock him because it's just fun to do. But it, his Christmas stuff is great. I love it. Yes. Um, 23 people liked the post last week that we were. I mean, we did talk about it, um, but it just didn't air uh, air on the podcast. You can find it on the PW Hustle. Um, and I don't know who those people were. Um, so if you said thank you or if you said if you liked the post last week for a shout out. Um, consider yourself shouted out because right. I can't. I can't. Find and to it. all those people that liked it and didn't do something, listen, the rest of the ones who are obviously are going to be recording. So, hey, it's Christmas time. You know, do something different. Just yeah. be a part of it. Let's see you. We want to hear your voice. We want to see your face. We want you to be a part of the show. And, uh, you know, I know it's, it's, it's kind of, it can be embarrassing, but that, you know, you work up your nerve and get it done and be a part of the show, man. We'd love to see all this stuff. And, you know, of course, if it's shitty, we're going to make fun of you for the rest of your life. It's, it's not embarrassing. And if, if it's, it's fun, it's, it's just for fun. And if, and if it, if it, um, if it happens sooner, um, I, whatever it is next week, I will do. I mean, I'm not around all day on Tuesday. I just walk in, record this show. Um, but, um, I guess I'll do it live on air, whatever it is. I will do it and make a fool out of myself. Think what you think would be a great Christmas style question to ask everybody. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm knocking my head against the wall trying to figure out what can I ask. And listen, people responding to the WLR shout out could change your life for the better. As a matter mm -hmm. of fact, I'm getting DMS right now from labels trying to sign Bobo. It's happening right now. You could be next. Right. You could be. But you probably won't. No, probably we get a pre-worn Mandela shirt. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, let's get up out of here, man. Uh, it's WLR, the eleven eleven boys. What's up, Hami Media? What's up, PW Hustle? Hope everybody's doing well. Royal Rumble is right around the corner. My favorite time of the wrestling year. I can't wait. We 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 still have to get together with Striz and watch a Rumble at some point. And yeah, I mean in person. Awesome. Okay, we, we have to do that. April's coming around the corner. Lord willing, we get down to WrestleMania, and that, that, that'll kind of make up for it this year, but not exactly. Right? We still got to do that. Um, it, what's going to go down? Is it Elimination Chamber in December? What do we got? Uh, probably. I think that's the month before. No, there's nothing else in December. There's nothing else. Okay, no. we're, going, we're going straight into Rumble season. Yeah, I have made, after Rumble. 
Right. right, you're right, you're right. I have made my prediction and I am sticking to it. And everybody needs to go and, and get in line because BRV, Billy Ray Domus hasn't been wrong about one of these things for years now. Okay, but you still continue to doubt. You still continue to cast doubt, and I don't Ooh, understand why. Just dawned on me. Here's an here's another reason why CM Punk could win the Royal Rumble because he most definitely would have been smart enough to say like I'm not doing the Elimination Chamber, so you can just fucking write me right around that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Striz, what is going on? Tell the people where they can find you, sir. All right. Uh, at Steve underscore on the X. There it is. Yeah. yeah. And not, not a lot going on. Just kind of getting through the holidays like everybody else. And uh, if you're not following me on the X, please do. And um, like I said, if you have an idea for next week's shout out question, Hit me up and let us know, and um, we'll see you on the interwebs. Fantastic. What's up, Bells? How you doing? Tell the people. Uh, I'm doing all right. Yeah, you could find me like contemplating watching the Iron Claw movie. I see a couple people talking about it in the comments here. Like, I might watch it. I probably. It, it comes down to like so many other wrestling related non wrestling products. Like, my full intention is like, oh yeah, I'm gonna watch this Dark Side of the Ring. Like glow like fucking heels fucking wrestlers like all of these things i'm like yeah i'll watch them i just never get around i'm I'm barely watching wrestling so like i it's hard for me to get that into non-wrestling wrestling related content at the moment so yeah like eventually i will watch the iron claw sean we will get there but not anytime in the foreseeable future that said you can hit me up on the x at the Andrew Bello, T H to the E A N to the D R E W B E double L O. And by the way, there's a new jam out. Go check it out on the YouTube. Uh, I believe it's called Intensity. It's a remix of a remix of a remix, kind of. I, I don't even know anymore. It's a it's a fucking it's remix inception, but uh it's it's awesome. So go check it out uh, on my YouTube page. It's the most recent video, and it's probably if not, I'm gonna go. I'm going to go post it right now and pin it to my profile on X. So find it there. Thank you. And uh, share and all that shit. Fantastic. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. We're getting up out of here. You know the deal. WLR. Uh, and th that's all, right? Uh, Freeworld.fm. Go over there and check it out. We are doing the Infinite Fringe, pump, pumping out a ton of episodes for, for the end of the year. I got one with the conspiracy theorist survival guide is somebody wrote a, a survival guide for conspiracy theorists and we we interviewed him i'm gonna put that up tomorrow morning before i go to work lord willing i did an interview with bart sabrell who's the guy that got punched in the face by buzz aldrin when he asked him to sign uh what is it uh when he asked him to swear on the bible that he walked on the moon which he never did most likely so he punched but he punched uh, bart sabrell instead he was on the fringe so we're doing that. Uh, we got a UFO fringe coming up, a uh, 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 nutrition fringe coming up. Uh, you name it, man. We're doing. And we're going to put that out. Also, AmericaUnplugged.com every Saturday, 12 p.m. Eastern on Rockfin. Uh, we, we do that over there. And, and we talk about the current events. Michael Flynn is going around grifting people again. That piece of filth. So go check that uh, and, and make sure you don't get grifted by Michael Flynn. We're getting up out of here. 
Bells, I'll catch a punk ass down the road. I'm not Damn. even going to give you a chance. I'm just going to. You're catch not going to catch me because I'm all, I'm out here giving my life savings to Michael Flynn, <laughs> motherfucker. What you knew about it? <laughs> Fantastic. All right, all right, Stris, tell him what's up so we can get out of here. I like big boobs. That's right. He does. He absolutely does, and that's a good thing. Okay. Bigger the better. All right, right, right. Bye. Boom. We are the